Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good evening, good evening. Welcome and blessings. Uh, Welcome to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, where we do it more than we talk about it. Today is June 17th, 2023. I'm Carmen, your host for tonight, and we have a topic for you tonight, a real hot topic. Well, um, we're seeing it all over, and it's about narcissism. I know I know. some people will say, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, it doesn't say narcissism, like just a lot of other um, words that are not mentioned in the word, but it gives a description of certain things that are uh, manifesting in people's lives. And so um, I'm not an expert on this subject, but I have been affected by by this uh, this spirit, this trait, um, if you will, um, that manifests in people. And um, it doesn't say anything in uh, in the Bible um, specifically to the word narcissism, but there is a scripture that I'm going to read to you, um, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, not long ago, I spoke about what was happening in, in the Grammys and awards given to different uh, individuals for some work done and um, uh, some music that they had made um, called Unholy. And um, basically it really describes the type of lifestyle that they live in today. And this is what our youth are all into. And when I read you this scripture, you're going to understand. And you say, yep, 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 that's what we're, we're seeing. This is what we're seeing in our world today, and it is more obvious than ever that we're living in the end times. So um, the scripture is 2 Timothy 3, 2 to 5. It says, for men will be lovers of themselves. Oops, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I have an alert. Uh, a, a child abduction somewhere and father we pray in the name of jesus against that father god we ask you father in the name of jesus you protect that child wherever that child is for that abduction in jesus name and we ask you father god that you would uh help um, this child to be found wherever they may be and with safety in jesus name all right so second timothy and that's that's an alert an alarm uh, a warning to you all. Um, this is, and I didn't set it up this way. And this is a warning, you know, for us to be on the alert because God warns about this this behavior. So let's look at this again. Second uh, Timothy, chapter three, two to five. And I believe God is trying to get our attention through all of this, and that's not a coincidence uh, with the uh, with the Amber Alert. Okay. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. All right. 
Um, let me explain something. Um, narcissism, it can be in all of us in one degree or another. And this is uh, something that we really need to be paying attention to. Oh, uh, it logged me out. Give me a second here. Oh, I'm having all sorts of issues tonight. Give me a moment. Okay. <laughs> oh, the enemy's mad. Doesn't want this word to get out. All right. Well, um, we've seen here that they love money. They're lovers of themselves. They're boasters, proud. This all has to do with a spirit of pride, and, and it talks about um, unholy. Isn't that what we? Uh, what that record, that um, album of the year, was given to these people? It was titled Unholy. And um, this is what we're living now, and we can't help but but find ourselves um, seeing people close to us, near us, manifesting in these types of uh, behaviors, these traits, um, the the trait of narcissism. And um, you say, well, where does it in the Bible? Who's in the Bible that may be a narcissist? Well, there's many people that that opposed the doctrines of God um, and behaved differently and came against the things of God, one was Jezebel. She had traits of a narcissist. Um, So these are people who manipulate people for their own profit. They're selfish. They're self-promoting. They idolize themselves, the the big idol that's on the throne. God warns us about narcissists. And so we all have these tendencies of being narcissists. Some have it to a greater degree, others more. Um, babies, when they're born, they have that that in them um, because it's all about me. It's all about me. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Right? And um, they want to be acknowledged. They want they want things given to them. And and it's in an immaturity um, with people that are um, manifesting that that narcissist, uh, those narcissist tendencies. The Bible doesn't directly mention the narcissist in in the word, but there are traits, and we just read them. Understand, God warns us of acting like like this and even associating yourselves with these people. Um, The reason why I thought I'd bring it up this week, it was so strong. I was dealing with certain people, um, and I was like, I kept hearing like the Lord wanted me to to bring it to you to to uh, explain it because of uh, it being so fresh on my mind and the, the things that I had to deal with a certain person. Um, God tells us to break ties with the, these people to set set them apart, you know, um, and and we have to see. Let look at what God's word says about what the world knows as a narcissist. Uh, narcissism, you may wonder, how is this person able to do all they do against me, right? And um, and you're probably going to recognize some narcissist in your life as I start describing and going through certain things that t- the Word of God talks about. Um, um, and so um, you, you may wonder yet, uh, how is it that these people get by with all that they're getting by? And, uh, you know, and here I, I need all this help. 
and I'm dealing with all of this, and I'm trying to live for God, and yet these people are doing whatever they want to do, and it seems like they're prospering. But trust me, child of God, God is not mocked. What a man sows, he will reap. It'll catch up. Not that we want evil for to come on anyone, but our own actions will lead us to where we what we reap. Let's look at what God says. God gives every person a choice to choose, life or death. They will choose um, their lot. They choose their lot. God gave that decision when Moses was on the mountain. There were two mountains. And um, they, God said, you know, choose life or choose death, right? One mountain represented life. The other one represented death. So God doesn't take our choices away. He allows us to choose. Philippians 2.3 says, in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Narcissists aren't like that. Um, let's put it for an example. In marriage, if there's a narcissist in the marriage, they're just going to take, take, take. Many today uh, are lovers of themselves, right? They don't understand what it is to to self-sacrifice, to serve others, to love others. It's almost like you're asking them to do something horrible when you do. It's hard for them. And people that, that are, want to get married, I'm telling you, if you don't know how to serve and you don't know how to love another person and it's all about you, don't get married. Deal with that narcissism in you first. You have to have God's mind, the mind of Christ, to understand this. A narcissist will never understand or have the joy that comes from serving others. Why? Because they are focused on on loving and serving themselves. It's pride, 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 pride. And we are seeing that everywhere, in, in your workplace, in your marriages, in the church, in your families. It's all about me, me, me. Forget about others. These people will trick others into serving them. They're really sneaky because they think that they're so important. They're like an empty jelly donut. You know, you ever seen an empty jelly donut? You you bite into it and you're like, hey, where's the jelly? This it's no fun eating this donut. They're empty. They're empty on the inside. And because they're empty on the inside, they look for people to fill them up instead of looking to God to fill them and change them. They refuse to to be changed by God. They may be religious. You may see some people in your church that are religious, but they 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 don't really see God. They're seeking religion, and religion in isn't um, the true walk of obedience. It's obeying God. It's always about them, and it's not about God. So they these religious people tend to um, serve themselves. They want everybody to see how important they are in the church. And look what I've done. And look look at me, 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 me. Even when they see God, it's what they can get from God themselves. It's not about what can I do for you, God? How can I serve you? How can I serve others? Because basically, like I've always said, if you boil down the Bible and you make it into a consomme, right, it's going to scream out loving God and loving others. That's not what what it uh, the life of a narcissist is all about. It's about themselves. They don't understand that their true joy comes from loving God and loving others. Psalm sixteen, eleven. 
says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your hand are pleasures forever. See, there's joy. There's joy in serving God. These people are always looking to take from you. They give less and less and less. And they know who are truly loving God and serving others. They're people that are empathetic. Um, they can target them. They know who who really care about other people. Have you had a family member like this or a coworker or someone in the church that's like this? Let me let me hit home on this one. A spouse that's like this, a narcissist will target those that are empathetic. Empathetic people are people who show empathy. They have the ability to sense other people's emotions. They are caring, right? It means showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. That's what an empathetic person is. And so these people will will target people like that. These narcissists, they can smell you out in a room. They know who you are. Um, there's, and they know who they can use because they think they're easy targets just because they're caring. And so they'll play on your emotions and let you know, oh, well, I need this. Oh, this is what's happened to me and blah, 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 blah. And it's a never-ending story. They're the bottomless pit. And they will drag you down, 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 down because there's no end to their complaints. Um my family, let me say this. I'm just bringing you a warning, and I'm I'm glad that that Amber Alert um, rang today because that's a warning. This is a warning. Wake up and smell the coffee so that you aren't caught with these people being like these people because it could come, you know, you can also manifest narcissism. So you won't end up as a wounded soldier in the army of God, because when these people take you, it's almost like a snake. Have you ever seen a snake that takes its victim and squeezes the life out of it, squeezes all the blood out of it, and then spits it out? What's not um, useful, it throws it out. That's what a narcissist will do to a person. They will, um, the terms in psychology they use, it. they will love bomb you. They will love you at the beginning, and, and, and guess what? They, I'm giving you some training here, okay? So pay attention because the word of God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, right? Why? Because they don't know any better and they fall into the praise of, of, of the enemy. So these people in psychology, they call this an illness. These people don't have any any emotions except for themselves. They don't know how to how to feel for other people. It's all about them. And these people uh, in psychology, you know, they call it a mental illness, and rightfully so, because these people, when they're not seeking God and are open to all kinds of demonic forces, and what happens when you're, you're opened up with all these demonic forces? You know, it messes you up. You don't have the mind of Christ. So it starts with our mind, Right. And you must protect yourselves by reading the Word of God, by studying the Word of God, by uh, praying and being in in the presence of God, getting uh, you getting to really know God and what God wants, getting to know His character, 
then you obey what he says. Because, you know, if you could hear everything you want, but if you're not obeying, <coughs> you're a hearer only. So God's warning. And in First uh, Corinthians 13.3, it says, if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned by, but have not love, I, I gain nothing. In other words, you're you're a sounding gong. You don't. You just make a noise, and you're not. There's nothing about you um, that's really pleasing to God. You see, churchgoers that are like this, and and they may serve in the church, and they may give them of themselves, but their intentions is for themselves. It's how wonderful they look. Oh, me, 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 me. Look at me. Look at me. You need to serve me. Oh, some people love the title of pastors. Some people love the title of prophets or evangelists or teachers or whatever because they like the attention. But they're really not serving God. It's about them. It's all about them. And so we need to be careful and we need to pay attention to make sure that we don't have these narcissistic traits in ourselves. And I'll be saying this over and over again. You know, repetition is good. It gets down into your soul and you'll remember this. It's not for God or his people. These people serve. It's for themselves. If you don't love, then basically you have nothing and you will end up with nothing, right? Because it's all about love. Everything will fade away. But, you know, God won't, love won't fade away. Narcissists are like this. They move in to people's lives to see what they can get. Have you seen, um, and I'll be talking about this to the single people in a minute. Could It could be um, for more admiration, for love, for power, you name it, and that's what they want. But if they don't love, serve, sacrifice for others, they have nothing. Um, thus, these people do not sacrifice for others. They end up with nothing themselves. Do you see older people at the end of their life? They end up with nothing, nothing. And they wonder, well, why isn't, you know, the people that I that I loved and that I gave so much to them, so they think they gave, um, they're not here. And they wonder, they wonder. Okay, um, John fifteen thirteen says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. God wants us to lay our lives down, to sacrifice, to love other people. But we are not to allow people to walk all over us and, and allow ourselves to be doormats. And I, I am guilty of that. Uh, in the past, I've allowed people to be doormats, uh, uh, allowed myself to be a doormat to other people. And then I wonder, well, why am I being affected by this? You know, because, you know, you think that you're supposed to do good, but you have to also understand that you can't allow other people to use you and abuse you. And, and we allow this because of our lack of knowledge, because of we, we lack to know what God says. And if you're not reading the word of God, you may be believing a lot of things that are not in line with the word of God. So we, that's why it's so important to read and to go to church and to listen to, to the preaching and uh, come on PGN and listen to the preaching that Pro- Prophet Randy and other ministers on PGN um, will give you from what God says. Okay, so narcissists shouldn't, should not get married, I believe. This is just my belief. But you know what? God allows this all to happen because we get stronger too. 
but we also have to learn. Um, I don't think these people should get married because they don't have, they don't understand that marriage is a ministry. It's a ministry for each other. You have to give love to the other person. You have to self-sacrifice sometimes, sometimes more than at other times. Sometimes the other person gives more than than the other person does. Um, it's not always a 50-50 thing. Sometimes you have to give more because of whatever they're going through or whatever you're going through. So it changes, but it has to maintain balance, you, you see? The other person, um, and, and you have to also come into agreement to, to to talk things out. If you're not able to talk to your spouse about what's going on and the, how you're feeling, then, you know, you're heading the wrong way. You really do need to to say, you know, hey, I, I'm right now I'm on empty. Uh, I need you to step it up for me because I, I can't. I need you. And so th- this is where the, the other spouse comes in and steps it up and loves that person in whatever, uh, whatever form that person needs. Um, so basically, um, in order for there to be a marriage, yeah, it has to be 100%, but it's not always 100% on both of sides. Um, you know, it give and take. Sometimes your spouse is sick. Sometimes your spouse is going through stuff at work. Sometimes your spouse is dealing with the children. Well, that's when the, the other spouse comes in and, and helps balance things out. Okay. Um, so I really don't think narcissists should be getting married. And you, that's why we see a lot of divorces today, because people are selfish. It's all about them. It's all about them. So if you see any of these tendencies in your life, you, you need to pray. You need to ask God to take this out of you, because he's not pleased with this behavior. The other person will be left feeling so happy at first when a narcissist comes into their lives because they love bomb them. Oh, it's all lovey-dovey. It's like the honeymoon stage, right? They love bomb them. Oh, yeah, everything's all wonderful. But then over time, there's this sharing time. And you need to be careful, especially single people. You know, you fall in love and you give yourself totally to this person and you start opening up and you start telling them your private private things, your secret life, and they know more about you than they should. Uh, I believe dating is a time where you learn from each other, but it doesn't mean that you say everything about each other. That's not, that's dangerous because in a relationship with a narcissist, this person will, will, will keep this in little files for later use. And then when they get tired of you and you're not doing what they're, they're wanting you to do, Guess what? Then those little files come out, and they devalue you. They speak bad about you. They make you feel like the way they're really feeling, the way they're really feeling when you don't give them what they they feel they need from you. And um, they don't understand this. And a lot of even believers don't understand that this is what's going on. It's a demonic thing. It's a demonic thing. And so you need wisdom. You need wisdom to follow what God says in his words to keep you safe. And so um, this person will will take take that. It's really wonderful at the beginning and it's all all wonderful, but then it will happen. And later on, that comes out. And then when they they, uh, squeeze everything out of you and devalue you, then they, they discard you. 
it's almost like 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 that snake that I was talking about that it takes its victim and it takes the life out of it. They're they're like vampires. They suck the blood out, right? And so at the beginning, you won't see this in relationships. You'll see it over time, over time. So, okay. So do you have friends like that or someone at church that's just like that? That endless bottomless pit that never is satisfied? Nothing you do or say for them is enough? These are spiritual vampires. <laughs> they come to suck the life out of you. Uh, they, they, when you see them, I wish we we have had a way to know it right away, but it's only through discernment. It's only through the uh, the word of God um, showing us, and the Holy Spirit will bring that word up and show you that, hey, alert, alert. Okay, so narcissists are self- selfish people. They're miserable people. They have no joy. Some of them will fake the joy, but you, you, if you have discernment, you'll say, okay, this person seems to be happy. They're smiling and this and that, but w- what is it about them that, that I'm uneasy about? And so it's that, that discernment kicks in. They don't really have joy because they don't have joy in serving God. Why? Because they choose this for themselves. They choose to think this way. That's their mindset. They're, they don't have the mind of Christ. I'll give you an example of a narcissist. There is this woman that I know for many years, and she complained about everybody, everybody. And I'm not mentioning her name or anything like that. Well, um, no one does her right according to her. She's the best one. She's the one. She's the victim. Her only... Um, family member refuses even to to visit her right and and i you know this can fit anybody yeah i know several people that this can fit to but not i'm not talking about uh, uh everybody i'm just talking about this one particular narcissist um so this family member um according to this person um doesn't want to have anything to do with her um but yet they they do send presents, they do send cards, but they will not even you know allow their family members to come visit her because she is just too much. The people in her church all stop helping her. She's mean, she's disrespectful, and she believes they are all wrong. Whenever she uh, does something for someone, it's so she can later have them do something greater for her. It's like you're gonna. I'm gonna do this for you now, but later on, I'm I'm expecting something. She won't say it that way, but later on, she'll make you feel guilty when you don't do what she wants. This person is the greatest manipulator. Oh my goodness, very intelligent. Usually, narcissists are very highly intelligent, but they use their intelligence to use people. And I'm saying this tonight. So if you find yourself in that, you need to repent because God is not pleased with that behavior. It's important that when you meet people just because they're nice, that you don't uh, blur out who you are and what you're all about. You're, you're setting yourself up. Young ladies, young men that are dating, pay attention to that. If you're dating, don't 
spill your heart out, people you don't know. I'm saying it again. Don't spill your heart out to people you don't know. You don't know what this person is. They know when there's good people around them. They know people that are caring, and they're going to target you if you're one. These people with narcissistic uh, tendencies will call all your, will collect all that information and later on use it against you. Protect yourself. Let other people be around these people, and they'll see what you don't see. You may be on a love high, you know, when you're on drugs and you're on a high um, from what drug addicts say, that they don't know anything. They don't remember a lot of stuff. They're just on a high. They're in a happy high, right? Well, when you're in love, you're, <laughs> you're kind of like in a high. You don't see the things you need to see. And other people that are around you may see the things you don't and may tell you, and you need to pay attention to what other people are telling you. Um, and I'm not talking immature people either because they can be jealous of what maybe what they think that you have. Um, so getting back to this lady, I know um, people like her burn bridges with their family, their friends, people, people they work with. They burn bridges because they're mean. Um, they truly become lonely, not because God um, leaves them, but because they refuse to obey God's word. They refuse to listen to what God says. Now, mind you, the other side of that coin, you may feel lonely because you're around a narcissist. You are around a lot of narcissists. Your family may be a narcissist. Your parents may be, may be one. And they're narcissists that you cannot break ties with because they, you have to deal with them. You have to deal with your ex. You have to deal with your parents if you're living in their house. Uh, and if they're narcissists, you're going to have to do a lot of praying. But if you have control that where you can break ties with them, then break it off because they're dangerous people. And depending on the, their levels of, of narcissism, some can be psychopaths. They're very dangerous. Jezebel was a psychopath. She killed people. You may be surrounded by these narcissists. They'll make you feel lonely because they're 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 not getting what they want from you, right? So they're gonna make you feel miserable. So so you see the both sides of the coin? The narcissist is lonely because he's burning bridges. And the the the, the effects of narcissism on the, the person that they're controlling may be loneliness too because they'll isolate you. They'll isolate you from the people that you love, from your family, from your church family, from your friends. And so, so you see the difference? There's two differences. And God was telling you, God was uh, showing me a lot of things last night. And I was like, Lord, I got to turn it off. It's just, I mean, once God starts pouring things on uh, onto you, you're like, oh, okay, you know, all right. <laughs> you have to say stop because I, I need sleep. Um but he was showing me so many things that had happened to me um, with the effects of other people that I allowed. And it wasn't God. It was my lack of knowledge. So beware. Don't let them. These people are backbiters. They will stab you in the back. They end up 
with no one. They end up with no one. You could be good to them, but they will turn things on you. They will make you feel like you did them wrong. These people don't trust anyone, but why? You could be so good to them, but this is a warning. You need to be careful with them. There's some people that have it in the low level, and we may have it too. So that's why I'm saying tonight, you examine yourself. Am I having these tendencies? Am I being a backbiter? Am I, you know, backbiting people in church, at work, wherever? You know, so look at yourself. You know, we don't want to be like these people, and we don't want the end of a narcissist. And, yes, there are those that don't trust because they have been hurt. That's the other side of the coin. They have been hurt by a narcissist. But see, this is why I'm bringing this warning to you so that you don't have to be uh, at the other end of that. So you don't have to be hurt. You don't have to be a wounded soldier in God's kingdom and need deliverance and need help and need healing and, and all that later on. Narcissists will make you feel like, like them once you have been their victim. You'll start feeling like them and you're like, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? And then people that have never had problems with, um, that may have had problems with, um, with depression and other things, um, the tendency is that it may be following you from family, from all this stuff. So you need to break all this stuff away. You need to cut some people away. Some, like I said, you can't break off. You, you need to deal with them. But you have to put set your boundaries because if you don't, you're going to be miserable like these people are. The narcissists are depressed people. They're depressed people. In God's word, we see Paul being hurt by people. He didn't say who they were at, at times. But yet at other times, he did. He mentioned them by name. There was a situation where um, there were these two men. Um, what were their names? Um uh, Hemenus and Alexandra, Hemenus and Alexandra. Um, these men, um, they rejected the doctrine that Paul was giving them and, and followed false teachings. And so he mentioned, Paul mentioned them, and he warned those around to be careful with them. He gave them a warning, sort of like the warning that I'm giving you today, to be careful with these kind of people. Um, well, this lady that I was telling you about is like this. She follows all these false teachers. She gives her money to these ministry, expects God to do and take care of her. Yet, she is wasteful with her money while trying to get other people to do things for her. Instead of paying her bills, she, get, she gives it away to ministries. Like, that's going to buy her the favor of God. She thinks she can manipulate others and God to do what she wants while disobeying God, not being a good steward of what God has given her. So um, you have to be careful when you confront the narcissist. If you're not a parent or if you're not, uh, if they're older people, I would advise you, unless it's with the church, somebody in the church to come and, com and confront that person 
as the Lord leads you, that's the way you do it. But you never confront them alone because they don't they won't listen. They may actually attack you and and form a whole bunch of lies about you. So it's best to leave these people alone and just cut ties with them unless you really can't. And then that's when you have to take it to the church. Um, these kinds of people will um, suck, suck you dry. Beware, beware, beware. Don't, be a, uh, don't let them be a narcissist in your life, and don't you be one. Second um, Timothy 4:10 through 16 says, Paul speaks of those who were with him and those that resisted his words. He warned others of them. So with these people like this, you must cut them off. I've had to do it. Even this week, I've had to cut someone off. I've had to do it with family. I've had to do it with churchgoers. I've had to do it with friends. When they want to suck the life out of you and they're not obeying God, you you have to do something. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in this. Abraham had to separate from his nephew because his nephew wanted to do his own thing. So they had to split paths. There was a lot of uh, division. And so people refuse to listen. You can't stay around them. They will pull you into their little world and let them tell you, uh, let me tell you and let me warn you, um, don't let it because they're going to pull you down. Be careful. Don't allow yourself to be pulled down by these people. And if you have no other choice, you know, I know that some people have ex, ex, exes that they deal with, and you have to be careful with that. You have to be careful with them. There's times that you have to be around them, um, but don't allow it. Don't allow it because you are just as responsible for not allowing it and not allowing it in your life, in you or in, in it's coming from anyone else. Don't be naive. What can a man sow? What a man sows, he will reap, right? Give it time and you will see it. God is long suffering. He gives people an opportunity to repent. But make no mistake, God deals with these people sooner or later. He knows how long he can deal with them. We're not the judge to say, oh no, do it now, Lord, or, you know, get them now, whack them now. No. God loves them too. I know because God sent me into some of their lives, these very people that I'm talking to you about, um, to help them. And they refuse. They refuse to change. They refuse to see that they were wrong. They're always blaming other people. And then many have gone. Uh, Many gone uh, with God. Uh, God has given them the time. And when they didn't repent, they had to face some pain because they refused to listen. But when God tells me, let them alone, I have to do that. And then maybe that's God's way of not allowing me to see what's coming because he's going to get ready to deal with them. And I've seen this happening. And many of them are not here today because they refuse to listen. Don't be a lover of self. Love God and love others the way God says. These people don't serve God, but their own selves. When people refuse to listen, 
Pay attention. Pay attention to that. Listen to the Holy Spirit to when to let go. Pay attention. God will punish a narcissist that doesn't repent. I pray that you repent if you are in these tendencies. So um, I hope that those that are dating, those that are churchgoers, those that are in the workplace, that you pay attention. These people, um, they just want their appetites to be filled. Romans 16, 17, 18 says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them, for such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. We're not going to be naive, are we? No, we are not naive. Appetites means the things that they desire, the the lust, the things that they lust after. That can be food, that can be sex, that can be money, that can be power, status, control. These people want something, and they're getting it through other means. They're not getting it through God. If God gives you power, that's God giving you power. And sex is not wrong, but when it's, it's it's in the marriage, it's not wrong. But outside of the marriage, it is wrong. And these people will push you to do what's wrong because they're doing it their way. Female narcissists, um, they're identified with um, these little traits, and they feel entitled. Have you ever seen, you know, you look on the social media, and these they're always fighting each other. Because they feel that they, they deserve certain things without having to do any work, you know. And uh, we see that in teenagers. Um, narcissists always want admiration. If you say anything about them um, or you start talking and you start saying something about yourself, they'll talk louder than you and they'll start talking about them. They don't want to hear what you say about, about anything or about yourself or anyone. They think they're the most important. They use others for their selfish worth. If you don't give them what they want, then they belittle you. Then they put you down in different ways. And sometimes they they can do it in a way where you don't even see that, that they're doing it. It's best not to deal with these kinds of people. Don't bother correcting them. You'll regret it. Why? Because you're dealing with a spirit of pride, and they will make you pay. So um, do you remember Jezebel? She was a narcissist, and she killed people. She did things her way. And how did she end up? She didn't end up good. God dealt with her. So my warning tonight, and I had mentioned that we will be talking about mental illnesses, and this is one of them. you know, and it's in the mind. You don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to do whatever you want. So we need to maintain ourselves in the word with the mind of Christ. It's, it's so important now, more than ever, because the darkness is so dark. People are living unholy lives. So I leave you with that, and I'll take some calls tonight. I, uh, and let me begin. 
Give me one second here. Uh, three, um, seven, three, I'm sorry, seven, three, four, six, seven, two, your name and where you're from. Hi, I'm seven, Jennifer three, from Michigan. Hello, Jennifer. Let me put you on mute and I'll, I'll come back to you. Let me pray for you. Okay. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for Jennifer, Father God. We just thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Um, thank you, Lord, because you have opened her eyes. I see your eyes wide open. It's like your eyes are open to the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Thank you, Lord, for setting her free from the lies of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for for allowing her to see the truth and that, that you're guiding her and leading her into all truth. Thank you, Father. I see an impact, an impact, something that's really vibrating in your soul, things that are, are making sense to you now. And so we thank you, Father God, for, for this, this truth making sense and, and opening her eyes, Father God. Thank you, Lord, because it's shaking her to her core. And she's uh, understanding. She's understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I see that a light within you getting brighter and brighter. I see a light. It's almost like like um, like if it was a flashlight being, <laughs> being um, lit inside of you and it's getting brighter and brighter as time goes by. I see it getting brighter and brighter. And so I thank you, Lord, for your word is getting brighter and brighter within her. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's get Jennifer back here. Thank you, Lord. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's been a while. I know. Yeah, it's been a while since I've called in, but I'm glad I was able to tonight. So how are you? What a, and, um, what's been happening? Um, you know, just living and raising my son and, yeah, just trusting in the Lord, praying and just waiting on the Lord for a lot of things and um, just having the faith and believing and not giving up hope. And sometimes that's all we can do, you know, in the waiting. So that's what I've been doing. But, yeah, thank you for the word that definitely um, – speaks to me. I, I really do believe he's been, um, even through hard times, he's, he's growing something, you know, his word and growing um, his spirit in me. So, yeah, definitely true. Um, I want to share something with you, and I feel like the Lord is, is uh, wanting me to explain something to you um, mm-hmm. that the Lord showed me, even about myself. Um, sometimes the enemy is such a great liar that makes us believe certain things uh, about ourselves and about our situation, like it's so hard or, or whatever. And 
And we have to get out of that mindset. We have to ask a lot, allow the Lord to, to show us, okay, Lord, I know this can't be this hard. And I have you. I pray that you, you know, that, that you, you begin to uh, question these things and not take them be, just because, you know. And sometimes we get stuck in these, these um, positions, these places, because, we, it's almost like the enemy kind of hypnotizes us into being one place. You know what I'm saying? And so the Lord is saying, is mm-hmm. cheering for you, and he's over here showing you, no, 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 don't believe that, don't believe that. You know, I have this, it's right around the corner, but don't believe that because you're going to miss this. You see? And so don't don't allow, always believe the biggest and the the best for yourself because God is on your side. God will show you. God will will give you the connections that you, that that you need. Okay, He'll give you the divine connections that you need, but you have to be believing what God says. And God's eyes are opening. God is opening your eyes. He's giving you light. Is what I was seeing. So be careful with that because I I've been the enemy has lied to me in that in that sense, and. It was like almost like these past two weeks he was showing me certain things, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So it was him all the time, and, and here I was stuck in a rut, like, you know, like the hamster just rolling around, rolling in the same place, you know, running in the same place, um, not getting anywhere, and it's the enemy. God is not, that's not God. That's not God, Okay. So um, don't allow the enemy to lie mm-hmm. to you in that sense. And I know that he's he's giving you light on this matter. Um, but I feel like I had to share that with you. And maybe you're already experiencing that that uh, that enlightening from the that light from the Lord that is explaining these things to you already. I'm not sure, but um, if he hasn't, he will. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, he's um, he's been showing me some things, and um, I, I yeah, the enemy has been, I believe, lying, trying to lie, and and say things and and do things, and um, yeah, I'm in a transition period of just um, the Lord has instructed my family to do something, but it's not happening yet, uh, so we're in this period of like waiting for all you know everything to be worked out and so the enemy is really working overtime to he doesn't want us to to do god's work right so he wouldn't yeah he, he doesn't want this magnify to <laughs> what the lord says magnify what yeah. the lord says because that when you're when we're magnifying what the lord says then um it just brings light to to what's being lied to us about. You know what I'm saying? It brings the light into that situation, and we can see clearly. So as you magnify the yeah. Lord and, and are in agreement with the Lord, then whatever the enemy says is nothing. It's nothing. And what, you're not going to see it anymore. You're not going to see what the enemy is trying to pull on you, the wool over your eyes to make you believe one thing. It's there. God, that's what I'm sensing. That's what what I'm feeling. Um, and I know because the Lord was showing that to me for myself. And I was like, oh, I, I actually got really mad. I was like, oh, my goodness. And, it's you know, 
it's just it, it's just right there, and we don't see it because we can't focus on what the enemy says. You know, it's so easy to see because we're seeing things happening, not happening, right? And so we give in to that. So my advice to you is don't give in to that. Magnify the Lord and his goodness. Praise him. As you praise him, you're pushing back the darkness. Praise him and, and you'll push back the darkness. That darkness is going to be pushed back for yourself. That darkness when you're praising is going to be pushed back for your family. That darkness is going to be pushed back, pushed back. And before you know it, it's not going to even be there. The more of the light there is in your house, can you see darkness? No. The more light you turn on, right. So the more we turn on that light, and one uh, one of the strategies God gives us, is praise. Praise. So praise him. It makes a big difference. It changes the atmosphere around you. It, it changes things. It just does something. And, you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking right now of Joshua, when the Lord gave him the strategy of praising to go around the, the, the city and march around Jericho. And, you know, all they did was praise the Lord, Right. And the battle was the Lord. The Lord did the rest. The Lord did the rest. Mm-hmm. So don't see what you see, with what the enemy is doing. Just exalt the Lord and lift up that light, that light and worshiping and, and the truth of, of who God is in your life. And you're going to see some changes taking place. It's going to push back the darkness for your family, for yourself, for your whatever business you're, you're trying to go, get started. Everything that that you need, just praise him, praise him, praise him, and see yourself pushing back. Every time you open your mouth to praise the Lord, you're seeing the darkness being pushed back. It's like you're that's that that's the weapon of our warfare. You know when you you praise him, okay. So you know, open your mouth, put it in your your home, uh, put worship. I know it changes the atmosphere. If, if you're in a down mood. Oh my goodness! It changes the mood in your house. I mean, even people come into your house and they can sense it. I know I've gone to people's houses and I could feel the difference. I could walk in a store and I could feel the the atmosphere in that store, and I could walk into another one and I could feel the difference. You know, so we're light. We're children of of, of light. We're God's children, and so we're the ones that bring it in. We're the carriers. You know, it's no more the Ark of the Covenant. God lives in us. We are the, the, the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're the ones that bring it in. We're the ones that, that brings his presence. I remember a pastor, a friend of ours, um, one, night, one night, it was years, years ago, and we were getting ready to have a service, and we were in the parking lot, and I was talking to a sister, and that pastor went by me, and, and we both sensed the presence of God. I go, oh. She looked at me, and I looked at her, and I go, did you feel that? And she goes, yes. She goes, it's going to be good tonight. <laughs> and we knew that, you know, that was God showing us, you know. He's carrying the presence of the It was going to be good. Another time, there was this lady pastor that we were having prayer um, in uh, di- different people's homes, right, on Wednesday nights. We were in, in, uh, in Germany, 
and um, it was this one lady's uh, turn to have prayer in her home. She lived across the street from me. So I went over there and I started praying for the atmosphere of that of her home to to invite the Lord, you know, as the brothers and sisters will come in. Well, as I was praying, I was on the um, on the sofa um, on my knees, and I kid you not, I felt the presence of the Lord. And when I turned around, the pastor lady had just came through the door, and I I knew <laughs> I knew she was bringing the presence of God with God was with me. God was with me. He was there with me, but it just like intensified. There is something that happens when um, believers come together. It's like like uh, pieces of wood that's on fire, and when we're all together, man, it makes a great barn fire. <laughs> so imagine, you know, mm-hmm. what you can do with yeah. your family. So, you know, worship, praise him, do it at home, and you're going to see all this being pushed back. Amen. Is there anything you want us to pray about? Um, if you could pray uh, that the Lord would just open up the door, um, this big thing he's called us to, he's spoken to us, and we're just waiting on, like, one piece to happen for the door to be open. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, just that, that he would give okay. us wisdom in that and that. Carmen, right. Carmen yeah. can I say? Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Jennifer, I've been sitting here patiently. I just, I said, Lord, are you sure? So he, this is a promise from him, and we've all heard it before. Jeremiah thirty sixteen. Therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder, and all who prey upon you. I will make a pray. Amen. Ooh. Amen. Amen. That was Jeremiah thirty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for Jennifer and her family, Father God. There are some things that are in the work, Father God, and, and she's crying out to you, Father. Uh, she needs certain things to happen, Father God, and uh, we just thank you, Lord, for for that open door, Father God. I pray that, Father God, that she will not go through the wrong door, but she will go in the right the right direction, Father God. I just pray that you make it so clear to her, Father God, and that you give her many confirmations, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Father God, to bless her, Father God, and continue to lead her with your Holy Spirit. Lord, and continue with that in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Father God, because you are on her side. You are on her side because she is on your side in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Well, let us know what happens, okay? So we can continue praying. Yes, I definitely and will. For whatever. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there will be a testimony in Jesus' name. <laughs> amen. Yes. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to uh, say, or do you want to have anything to, to uh, share with us? Um, no, I think that's it. I um, I just wanted to say uh, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for, for doing this. It's such a blessing to me and everyone, everyone else that you are ministering to, so 
I just pray many blessings on you and your family in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, God bless you. Be blessed. God bless Thank you. Too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. This phone just is weird. All right. Next caller, 908-305. Your name and where you're from. Hello. Good evening. Hello. This is Carol. Yes. Oh, Carol, okay. From New Jersey. Hi. From New Jersey. All right, Carol. Let me pray for you first, and then we'll come back to you. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Carol, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for her life, Lord. You know what? I'm seeing you like you're taking a stand. You're standing up. You're standing up. You were sitting and you were you're standing up. You're taking a stand and you're moving. And you're moving. But I see you first taking a stand. It's almost like you're you're standing straight and you're taking a stand. There's something that you're taking a stand over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then I see you walking. Walking. You're like moving. You're moving into action. So I thank you, Lord, for whatever that is, Father God, that she's taking a stand for. We just pray that you guide her and lead her in, in that and that you would uh, help her to move forward, that you would help her to move forward. It's almost like you were compelled, uh, compel- is it the word, right word, compelled to um, get up. You know, sometimes, you, you know, have you ever been in a service where you feel like, you have to get up and do something like you felt like you were almost moved to do it. That's how I feel from what I'm seeing. It's almost like God is moving you to do this. And so we thank you, Lord, for, for whatever that is, Father God, that you're um, having Carol move into, um, that you're moving her into, Father God. And whatever you move her into, is, and that is you moving her into, it is for blessing. It is for a blessing. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. And, Father God, I pray that you meet all her needs, Father God. Um, she's mentioned in the past um, not having a job. Um, so we just ask you, Father God, that you continue to give her wisdom in all of that. And if she does have a, a new job, Lord, give her wisdom to, to do it well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, Carol, where are you? Okay, here we go. Hello, Carol. How are you? Hi, very well, thank you. Um, I just wanted to mention, um, yeah, I I went on a job interview last Saturday, and I haven't heard from them. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on a, a response, and um, so, like you were saying, that to move forward, like the, uh, it seemed to me, um, the doors were not opening, and I guess that. I'm waiting on a response from an interview, which is the type of work that I want to do, um, to do mm-hmm. Christian counseling. And um, mm-hmm. so, and then also, it's almost like you were talking about that, you were talking about being a narcissist. narcissist. I mean, for me, I always am helping people, like you were saying, that, yeah, I, I um, yeah, 
have to be willing to, what's the word, um, you know, not people, what people run all over me because I really do want to help people. And I have to be, as you were saying, a narcissist. The Lord's like you have to take bound, have boundaries and stuff like that. So actually what you were talking about is I can spend a lot of time helping people, which I don't mind doing, but the Lord's like you have to use the time. You have to use uh, you have to use boundaries at times because I can help people all day long. You know what I'm saying, and um, yeah. So that was a really good message. It's true, though. Mhm. It is. Um, I remember a pastor years ago, um, and it shocked me what he had said. I was it was many many years ago, uh, and uh, I remember in a church service that he was invited to. He was a speaker on on the television he would come on tbn um i think it was frederick c price it was his name and he mentioned how um he would help people but um he had a stop to it like a certain hours of the night he wouldn't um he wouldn't answer the phone he says you know they they had their lives all in Unless it was really a true emergency, he didn't um, take care of it. He would allow them to wait during the week and make an appointment, and they would get to it. Because people, you know, they they ruin their lives all this time, and they spend all these years messing things up, and then they want something quick. But they don't want to have the discipline of coming to church, reading the Word, and so he refused to do that. He says, you know, they, they're going to have that problem unless they learn to do all this. It's no use in helping them. And so we have to be careful with some people because they're, they're not your regular people. They're, they're narcissists. And so we have to be careful with that, that they don't wear us out. And they don't, you know, we have to be real careful, especially, you know, with people that help other people. We tend to um, be empathetic with other people, and it can be taken advantage of. So um, you understand that then. You understand yeah, I, what it feels I, like. A, they yeah, can waste I'm, your I'm time. A, yeah, I'm a, I'm a social worker, a counselor, and, and um, I really, um, like you were saying, you could spend all your time, like there's people I've spoken to over and over again, and I said, you know, if you really want, if you have anxiety, a lot of people, some people I deal with have mental health issues. So, mm-hmm. you there, Carol? Hello. Oh, oh yeah. Hello. Yeah. I can't hear you. Um, uh-huh. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I can. I can. I've been I've been in a helping profession my whole life, and you know it's a beautiful thing as Christian. Just people come to church. We are mm-hmm. supposed to help each other, absolutely. However, there's some people that you could tell to do something, and they just don't want to do it. You'll keep telling them the same thing over and over again. And I said, I said you have to take a stand. And, and I guess there's a lot of hurting people, and. If they find someone that's going to help them, it's a beautiful thing. However, they need to take a stand at themselves. They need to do the work, the legwork. If somebody says, yeah, you need, if you have a lot of people I deal with have anxiety, depression, OCD, all these different things, depression, mm-hmm. um, they have to be willing to, um, to, to kind of 
do do the work too. Like if God gives them the ability, but they have to be able to get up and and do things. And and you know, and um, what you're saying is true. I I don't know if that's the difference between a narcissist or people with mental health issues. The people I deal with are very are severely mentally ill, have anxiety. So I I guess you have to make a distinction, I suppose. Well, um, people that have mental illnesses, a lot of times because of the void of God. I remember working for the 700 Club uh, as a volunteer. Many years ago, I was a, a new believer. It was just maybe in my first or second year of being a born-again believer. And I remember the testimony of this one lady that was in a mental institution. And this pastor did not give up on her and kept bringing her the word, the word, the word, the word. And he kept going and visiting her. This woman got set free from her mental illness. She was in such, I mean, she was really bad, really bad. She gave her testimony and um, she was there right in front of us. She was talking like if it was somebody else and then she, she told us that it was her. And so this is the example of what will happen with people when they give themselves to God, when they want to obey God, when they want to walk and have the life of God, when they give their minds to the things of God. There's order. Um, Jesus came to that man that was uh, the gathering. He was crazy. He didn't want to bathe. He probably was dirty, smelly, cutting himself up. We see that today. We see that with teenagers cutting themselves up. Those are demons demon things, the uh, things that demons do to people. And so if you look at them and you listen to them, they're void of God. They're into all these other things that open themselves up to other stuff. They don't have the mind of God. So that's why we have an increase of mental illness. And as the days grow darker, it's going to be worse. And so God is giving us the warning to look at these things in ourselves. And also not allow it to be to to for us to be attacked by these people with these uh, these mental illnesses because we can in 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 the in the desire to help them if we don't know and we don't have the wisdom we can also be attacked and we can be left wounded. Absolutely. Yeah, like the word of God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So this is what PGN is all about, giving you the knowledge, giving you what the word of God says so that you can not only help people, but also protect yourself and also keep these things out of your own life. Because narcissism, we all operate in that at some level, whether small or large. But when it's really bad, that's where you get a psychopath, people that are, you know, are really dangerous. And so there's warnings, relationships. Uh, we hear the, the Amber Alert, children being abducted. Why? Because people are doing things their way. They're not getting their way, so they're taking matters into their hands. And so children yeah. are in the middle of all of this. At the beginning uh-huh. of the show, what do we hear? An amber alert. God is warning us. He's trying to show us 
we are living in the end times. So we have to pay attention. We have to stay in the word, especially now, to keep that darkness out of our lives, to keep that darkness out of our family's life. So we could continue helping others. But there's going to be such darkness that, you know, there's going to be like the ten brides. There's going to be a point where, you know, we won't be able to help other people. We have to maintain ourselves in the Lord, you know, get your own oil. You know, and so we got to be ready. We got to be ready for the Lord's coming because yes, this absolutely is true. Absolutely yeah. true. Because of course I work with the yeah. I'm just make one other comment that um, people uh, with the mental health issues and all. Um, and there was there was a woman who and she passed away going to my church. She used to go to the hospital, psychiatric hospitals in New Jersey, visit them, uh-huh. and you know share about the word of God and then mm-hmm. these people are people there that have bipolar anxiety, depression schizophrenia and she went there and visited them and tell them about the word of God and they came out of the psychiatric hospital and she said she knew them personally and they had a life and nowadays uh, it's looked down upon for whatever reason to go to the psychiatric hospitals and tell them about Jesus so it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? It's it, They should allow people mm-hmm. to come to the hospital and talk to them about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And um, there needs to be some changes. So I just pray for the people with the mental health issues that they get the word of God and it can help them. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I, that's all I can mm-hmm. say about that. But I, I spent a lot of my time helping people, not that I'm trying to, helping people that come to my doorstep, call me, talk to me Good. about mental health issues, and I get a chance to tell them about Jesus, and it really helps, but a lot of them don't don't want to follow through or, you know, or, or just they don't know how they're so wounded. So I just I just pray that. People cannot get deliverance. Yeah, people cannot get deliverance if they're not willing to, to be in agreement with what God says. Exactly. I agree I mean, with sometimes you on that. We can. I mean, sometimes we can pray for people and, you know, because they're so bound that their, their, their wills are, are held up. But for the most part, it takes people wanting it for them to have lasting deliverance. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you're, aware, you're, you're setting people free for them to be bound again, and it'll be worse than it was before uh-huh. if their houses are not swept and cleaned. With the word Amen. of God, the, the, the enemy will come right back. Yeah, and just one other and thing. And the enemy thinks that you're his. Yeah, the he, enemy thinks he, that, you know, absolutely. when people are bound, he believes that they're his. This is true. But and in, the, in the body, all, uh, all, yeah, all I know is one. I hear you. I'll just stay one. All I know is that I had a friend who... Um, was a teacher or whatever, and and I, I didn't realize how bad it was. The person was a teacher, and they used to go to church, and they seemed to be really happy, pretty happy. And then I seen them maybe two, three years ago, and they were, seemed so down. I said, what's the matter? And they were so depressed. They worked in the school system as a teacher. To make a long story short, they went because of the job that they had. They were so stressed out, and they didn't know how to deal, I guess, with depression. They just said, I don't talk, I'm, I don't need Jesus anymore. I'm like, well, I said, go back to church. I cool. said, you seemed happier. And you know what happened to that person? It's a true story. 
they did not turn away from the things of the Lord. I said, why don't you come to church with me? I'll take you to church with me. I said, you did really well. What's going on? Nah, I don't really need that anymore. They went to the psychiatric hospital. They put them on medication. And I'm, not, I'm not putting down medication. Believe me, I'm not. If it's, no. Some of it may be helpful. I don't want to really want people listening in. But, but all I know is that person ended up, they gave that person medication overdosed of that person on medication. They went into a comatose state, and they're dead right now as we speak. They're one of the people who died within the last year. I couldn't believe it. Mm. Unbelievable. And it yeah. happens, trust but, me. It does. And they turned away from God, but medication's not bad. You know, some of the stuff does help, thank God. But um, I hear it's just crazy. And I know my friend died. My, I, my, my friend was a wonderful, beautiful teacher, loved the Lord, and they turned away from the things of the Lord, and they just overdosed on drugs. I don't know if they got addicted to drugs. Uh, I don't know. Whatever happened, I just don't know. I know they're dead, period. That's sad. Yeah, and and remember, you know, it may not have, it may be either they allowed it in their life, certain things, or they allowed other people to 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 uh, step all over them. And so we're responsible exactly. for either side. They were a very kind person. They were a very kind person, and they worked they worked in the school systems, you know, and they. Uh, and they were very, like, distressed about the way they were treated. They told me that. They said they treat that person horrible in the school system. And mm-hmm. um, they probably should have took a so stand. It could be at work. It could be in families. It could be yeah. in marriages. It could be anywhere. You have to and have so we, we have to stand up to that. Yeah, and this person was yeah. so kind, loved children. I, you know, but I know they're with the Lord. But I tell you, it, it just broke my heart. And I just, you know. But you know what? So that's People that are kind. What that stems sometimes from when they're they're children, because even within families, there could be parents that are narcissists that that may treat that person wrong since they're they're children. Then when they get married, they're attracted to narcissists too, and the narcissists exactly. are attracted to them because of their their kindness. You see what I'm saying? Right. Sir. And so we yes, have sir. to be, be aware that we have we have to stop these people. If they're not walking with God, you don't marry them. You don't, you don't, uh, you try to keep yourself away from certain jobs. I mean, I know there, it's kind of hard because you know it's everywhere. But if 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 you have the ability to to find yourself a place where you can work that's not as demonic, you know, then you do something about it. Um, sometimes you know it's not worth earning so much money if you're going to be attacked the way that they do for money and power and control and all that. Because they're yeah. they're they're um, they're they're taking your health, they're taking your you little by little. Sometimes maybe a, a dump that pays less will have you more in peace and in tune with God than all this money of the world in in, in jobs. You know what I'm saying? So um, God yeah, will make I a think, way. So we have to be obedient. Yeah, that's- but all I know is that I just want to follow what the Lord says, and I've been looking to get in my field for quite some time. And when I'm that interview, and I'm waiting on a, a, an answer to Christian Counseling Place, but um, my point is that I said, Lord Jesus, wherever you want me, it's fine with me, because at this point, I just want to do what God wants. It. I do want to be able to tell people about Jesus um, if they're going to come in for counseling, I just do not want to work a place where I cannot tell people about Jesus, especially when you're trying to help people with mental health issues. That's I feel very strongly yeah, it's about that. it's almost like they want to shut our mouths up, huh? 
Exactly. I'm sure you probably heard the same thing. I guess New Jersey it must be all over the country. It's on, I'm sure it's not just New Jersey. I mean, in workplaces, you can't talk about the Lord. Um, you know, co-workers will, 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 will say stuff about it. Um, it's everywhere. It's really everywhere. We have to be real careful, and we have to have the wisdom of God, be saturated with the Lord. Um, I'm telling you, you guys got to learn to fight back with the spirit of the Lord. And sometimes these things, you have to leave them alone because you have to let allow God to deal with it. With the spirit of pride, you do not mess with that. You sometimes have to let God deal deal with that unless he tells you something different. But um, if you read uh, about Leviathan, who was the only one that was able to deal with Leviathan? The king. I don't know what that means. God. I don't know what's Leviathan. It's in the book of Job. It's a spirit. It's, yeah. It talks about this monster, right? And it, it talks. It, it's almost the way it describes it. It's almost like an alligator or something, where it's strong and it eats its its uh its victims. But the only one that comes and is able to put its spear through its um um its uh its back is the king, and so it symbolizes God. God is the only one that can, and then God comes in and kills it and divides it for the children, for his children. But it also mentions the children um, of Leviathan, the ones that are disobedient. Everybody needs to read that chapter of Job. I can't remember it. Let me see if, where I can find it. Interesting. Oh, okay, it's so, I mean, I've had to learn to take a stand myself, just have boundaries with some people that were just, you know, you tell them the same thing over and over again, and they just don't want to do it. And I'm like, I, I said, you have, I can't do it for you. I have people who call me and um you know, said because I'm a counselor, they're like, I, I get free counseling from you. And I'm like, well, I, I said, I, I don't mind. I don't, I don't care if you don't pay me. You're a friend of mine. But my point is that if you're not going to do the stuff I tell you, why do I have to keep going over the same thing? And the Lord's like, he told me to stop doing that. He did. He told me you need to stop doing that. So you were right on what you're talking about. He said to stand up and move forward. And that is true. Absolutely true. So that's what that's what the Lord told me have boundaries you know, just what you're mm-hmm. saying. So that's why he said move forward, and exactly what you're saying is the truth. And, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just leave it alone unless it. the Lord says. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've had to learn to do that, and it's been, it's been really helpful to me. I feel so much much better, much more peaceful. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. But thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's in Job 41. It talks about, it's, it, basically, this is the spirit of pride that it's talking about. And it says, uh, can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down his tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he keep begging you for mercy? No, he's not going to beg you for mercy. Will he speak to you with gentle words? Will he make an agreement with you for you to take him as your slave for life? Can you make a pet of him like a bird or put him on his leash, a leash for your for your girls? Will traders barter for him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his hide? Danny, can you read it? Because I'm having a hard time with my glasses. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, uh, in, uh, I'll pick up. I'll pick up where you're at. I'll, can you put a reed through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many supplications to you? Will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird? Or will you leash him for your maidens? Will your companions make a banquet of him? Will they apportion him among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on him, remember the battle, never do it again. Indeed, any hope of overcoming him is false. Shall one not Stop be right overwhelmed? With... Okay. If you lay hands on him, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. When you deal with prideful people, and they're really strong in, in, in uh, pride, you're going to wish you never did that, you never dealt with them. They're so wicked. That narcissism, they'll get back at you. They they fight dirty. It's all about them. And so it's best sometimes to leave it alone. But you have to have the wisdom of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will guide you. But if you ever deal with somebody, it has to be, you know, like older people, they're set in their way. And some of them are so set in their ways, they've been demonized for a long time. And so that thing is in them really strong. So you have to take it to the church where there's two or three together to come to, to, you know, to minister to a person like that. So, I mean, if you can, get away from it. If you can't, I mean, because there's people that are narcissists. It comes with pride. They, demons hold on to each other. They hold hands and they make each other strong. Pride is one of the things that narcissists have. It's all about mm-hmm. them. It's all about them. And so... Um, we can't help those that, that don't want to help. And they, at, in the end, they're the ones that lose because they put themselves into that position because they, they refuse to repent. Yes, can't help ones who don't want to help. That's true. I spend a lot of time sometimes trying to help people under those. He's like, I don't want you to do that anymore. You know, he just doesn't. He says, I have people for you to help, but they have to want the help. You can't force them to. It only really actually has to be. I could pray for them. Only Jesus can change those people. I can't. Danny, um, can you continue reading? So, number eight, if you lay a hand on him, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. (laughs) Okay, go on. Okay. I'll pick up from there. Indeed, any hope of overcoming him is false. Shall one not be overwhelmed at the sight of him? No one is so fierce that he would dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has preceded me that I should pay him? Everything under heaven is mine. Keep going. Everything under. Yeah, keep on. I will not conceal his limbs, his mighty power, or his graceful proportions. Who can remove his outer coat? Who can approach him with a double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face with his terrible teeth all around? His rows of scales are his pride. Shut up tightly mm. as with a seat. One is so near another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together and cannot be parted. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. 
Out of his mouth go burning lights. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke goes out of his nostrils as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals, and a flame goes out of his mouth, dwells in his neck, and sorrow dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together. They are firm on him and cannot be moved. His heart is as hard as stone, even as hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. Because of his crashings, they are beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it cannot avail, nor does spear, dart, or javelin. He regards iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones become like stubble to him. Darts are regarded as straw. He laughs at the threat of javelins. His undersides are like sharp pots herds. He spreads pointed marks in the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. He leaves a shiny wake behind him. One would think the deep had white hair. On earth there is nothing like him, which is made without fear. He beholds every high thing. He is king over the children of pride. He is king over the children of pride. In other words, this spirit has children. It, the people that give themselves to to um, being prideful, they're children. Okay? And so um, there's a part here. I can't remember where. So the, I don't know. King over children of pride. So the children have pride too? So it's the parents and children. I mean... Well, that too. Um, anyone that gives them themselves into acting this way, they have pride. Mm-hmm. People with narcissism, they have pride. And so it's the king. I can't. I'm trying to look for that section where it talks about that the king is the one that that um, that takes them and and cuts them up and then gives them to his children, God's children. I can't remember where it is right now. Oh, so it means but these anyway. people come to God's children and give God's children hard time, in other words. Yeah. I mean, pride, even a husband and wife. When a husband and wife are fighting and you see your, your hus- husband or your wife in pride, be quiet. Don't say nothing because you're going to engage into something that's going to eat you up. And it's going to twist your words. Have you seen an alligator when it takes its victims? It goes round and round and round and twists and twists until it drowns its victim and it brings it down, right? And so you're arguing with somebody, it's best not to engage with that spouse that's arguing or that child that's arguing. You wait for an opportune time to talk with them, but that's not the time because it's going to make things crazy. It's going to twist things. It's going to twist your words. Exactly. So that's what oh, yeah. And so people that have narcissism, they don't feel for nobody but for themselves. It's a mental illness. And so we mm-hmm. have to be careful with people like that. Um, like I was saying with this one lady that I was dealing with, for many years I've been dealing with her, and her situation never changes. And so finally the Lord said, no, just, you know, break away. Because she was lying, she was doing a whole bunch of stuff, and I was like, no, I'm not dealing with this anymore. The Lord said, no, 
you know, and I've tried and I've tried, but because of my nature of wanting to help people, I I can fall into that danger of allowing myself to be mistreated. People uh-huh. with narcissism tend to be um, abusers. They'll mm-hmm. abuse. You can see that in parents that are like that, and they teach their children to be that way. And so if you don't repent, that's what I'm saying. Look inside and see if we have that in our own lives or if we're allowing other people to do that because you're just as guilty as they are if you don't stop it. Paul put a stop to it. He, he warned other people about it. He called them out by name. But there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. There's certain situations that you can't, but you have to follow the Holy Spirit to, to give you guidance on how to do it because not everybody's situation is the same. Uh-huh. Not right, everybody's right. situation is the same. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you're dealing with a parent that's that way. You can't dishonor them. You have to be real careful how you go about doing it. Or you may have oh, a spouse yeah. that's that way. They're abusing you verbally, physically, mentally. There's got to be a stop. Not everybody is meant to get divorced. Some people have to because the abuse is so much. This person won't want to repent. They don't want to repent. They want to continue doing and manipulating and, and using people the way that they want. You can't. I mean, uh-huh. this can go in many scenarios. But without the Holy Spirit, we are not be, we're not going to be able to, to do anything. We won't, we won't right. be able to, to help anyone or help ourselves. We have to follow the Holy Spirit. That's okay. true. Is there yes. anything else? Yeah, go ahead. And I just want to say that people that are narcissists, God can heal them if they, he can, I know God can heal people with pride. It only has to be the Lord that they repent and want to change, um, and mm-hmm. God can change them. But we, I can't do it. Like In other words, I, I, as much as I try, I can't do it. The Lord's like, you cannot change people. Only God can change people, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to say, yeah, right, and, you know, and there's hope for them too. I mean, if they really, if God gets a hold of them, yes, they can. But it has to be the Lord, because we, you know, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about, because that's what I've gone through for many, many years in my life, and it's been. Um, I've met people like you, like that, that you're talking about. You try so hard, and and it just. There was a homeless person I was trying to help out, and. Um, befriended that person, treated that person well, and then when I said no, you can't. You can't talk to me. They started talk to me really nasty, and I said, "Don't you can't talk to me." Yeah, all hell breaks loose. I thought they're going to punch me out. They know they they lose their their power over you. That's what it is. They They lose their power over you, and they get mad. Yeah, and and, yeah, and so I guess I had that happen to me, and they were very friendly, and they were, but then all of a sudden I'm like, "No, you can't do that anymore. You can't slam my car. They slammed my car real hard." Almost got, they were mad about, so I slammed my door. I said, please don't slam my door in my car. It's like, I don't have to listen to what you say. And I looked at myself, I'm letting in my car. And then, then it was, I know what you're talking about. That person did not repent. They just wanted to continue to be that way. And I told them, I said, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why you're having the problems you have, because you've got to mm-hmm. let go of that stuff. They're like, you're not telling me what to do. I'm like, okay, that, that's what you're talking about. And the Lord's. I've spent so much time, and the Lord's like, Enough was enough. Like the Lord wanted me to 
to move forward and I didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? He's like, enough is enough. You need to leave this person out and move to the next person. But I didn't want to listen. I said, I want to help them more. And that's what, I guess that's what you're talking about. I really had to learn to do that. But thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Um, it comes to mind. Uh, I have a friend that I used to help out, you know, do volunteer work with her. <clears throat> She's a judge. And um, she allowed me one time to be in the courtroom to watch um, a gentleman that had been taken for uh, abuse. He was hitting his wife. This big old guy, he had a leather jacket. He was big, tough, and everything. And um, I'm sitting all the way in the back um, just watching. And, oh, he was very humbled. He was a different person. And she explained to him the reasons why they were arresting him and this and that. So that is one of the ways that God uses authority to bring pride down. Uh-huh. Like that Leviathan <laughs> to bring uh-huh. that pride down. He uses authority in some people's okay. lives. You see oh, what God. you know how God does it. It can't be sometimes. It can't be other people saying or getting involved. It has to be God's way. God's uh-huh. the one that that deals with that. And so there's many ways that God will do it um, through different situations. To try to humble that person to come to their senses, but sometimes they don't want to, and their end is lonely. It's a lonely end, and so this is not what I want for any of us. Um, we need to look at these things in our lives and understand that these things, um, these tendencies, these uh, behaviors, are, are not pleasing to God. Whether we accept it from others. Or we display them ourselves. There's uh-huh. got to be repentance on both sides, right. and to do I what God says. I guess we all can be guilty of being um, prideful at times, but we don't want to. You know, we all we all can be prideful, mm-hmm. and it's one of the, and then we have to go to the Lord and say, No, I don't want to do this anymore. Now it's only the Lord that can change change us from the inside out. And you but know, you. people with yeah. power tend to be uh, narcissists, people with power, I ran into because they like think that, that, that they're, they're powerful because of their own strength, and they don't realize that God is bringing that power down. <laughs> uh-huh. And so we can't like, allow these true. people to intimidate us. Well, they would, some of those people would intimidate me because I, I just, yeah, whatever. But the Lord said, um, he doesn't want me to do that anymore. He give me gives me wisdom, really, honestly. Be careful, yeah. Be careful because those people can, you know, hurt. They, they, people with bipolar, with mental illnesses have been known that when they're not on their medications, they have been known. Some have killed. Some have killed. Uh-huh. And so we, we have to be protect ourselves, want to help, but protect ourselves. And there's a moment where the Holy Spirit says, no more. No more. This Cut is them true. Off. Absolutely. You're right. I, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true, especially when we don't walk in fear, but we have to walk in wisdom. 
I agree because I work in the mental health field, and you know, you know, unless the Lord wants me to do something else, which I probably could do and make more money, anyways, probably not. Not that I'm in it for the money, but it would probably be less stressful. So I said, Lord, if you want me to do something else, I'm okay with it. And wherever, whatever God wants me to do, I, I don't want to leave where God wants me to be, but um, I'm okay with well, it. Well, keep moving, God, keep which, moving, do something. Do something, okay. and you'll you'll eventually, you know, the Lord will. A God cannot deal with a car that's parked. <laughs> it's right, no, move. that's what I'm the, here. The Lord will, yes, will give you the direction. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless you. All right. Eight seven zero four one five. Your name and where you're from. Eight seven zero four one five. Your name and where you're from. Hi, this is Shavonda from Arkansas. Okay. Hi, Savanda. I'll put you on mute. I'll be right back. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for Savanda. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for her life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Decisions are not paralyzing Shavanda. Decisions are not paralyzing her. For God has not given Shavanda a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Shavanda is moving. I see you moving. Tonight, that's what seems to be the word of the night tonight. It's moving, 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 like get going, get going, get going. So in your decision-making, you're seeking the Lord, and the word of God says, seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added. So as you're seeking Shavanda, God is going to guide you in those decision-making, and you're going to make progress. So decisions, decisions, moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Let me get back to Shavanda. Let me make sure I, all right, there we go. All right, Shavanda, how are you? I'm good. Um, everything makes sense. Um, I do have a lot of decisions to make, but I need to, like you said, seek, seek God, kingdom of God, and um Make sure I stay focused, stay the course, no matter, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of distractions are going on around me. Because uh, it's a, it seems like a lot, like it's unbearable because I have big stepping stones, but I know that I can't do any of it without the help of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, I'm sort of, I've been in your in your position. And one thing that has helped me is that I take a, a baby step at a time. And before right. you know it, I've accomplished much. Sometimes the the amount of the decisions that you have to make sometimes may be overwhelming, but the fear will paralyze you and get you nowhere. But when you take right. one step at a time and put priority. You know, I make a, a mental picture of my highest priority, and I try to tackle that. There's some days that it's so hard 
that I'm like, what do I do? And I feel like the Holy Spirit says, okay, well, today you're going to tackle the small things. And you're going to keep on tackling the small things. And then when you look at everything, you're going to see that you've accomplished much. And that will encourage you to keep moving forward because you know that you have done something. And so that fear won't be there to lie to you that it's one way when it's not. You know, it makes you it makes it appear like it's unsurmountable that you can't do it. But when you start moving and you start doing you're like, "Oh my god, it was all a lie of the enemy. I can do it. I I did it. Look, I have done I've accomplished this." And talking to family and having people pray for you, and we will we will do that tonight. That also helps. That also helps. And yeah. so you're in the right place. You're in the right place. So we'll pray for you. Um, Father, uh, Daniel, do you have anything to say? I was just going to say uh, that she needs to be prayed up. So he took me to Psalm 18, like when uh, David was, you know, had been saved from Saul. So let me let me read this real quick. Psalm 18, I'm in 1 through 3. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. Amen. 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 As you know, issues are like enemies. They're like your giants that you have to overcome. And... So yeah. we're going to pray for you tonight. Yeah. I just wanted to tell him, um, when I was in prison, that was my favorite verse. And I just bust out crying because, yeah, that, oh was, my God. that was one of the... Yeah, that's not one. Sister, that's from him directly because he took me right to it. Wow. <laughs> See? See, Shavanda, God is your help. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift her up to you, Lord God, and that nothing is insurmountable, that you are there with her, that you help her to deal with her enemies, Father God, and you are her help. You are her rock. So we thank you, Father God, for that. We thank you, Father God, because she's going to overcome that what tries to overcome her. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mary. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, no, ma'am. Just uh, God bless y'all. And, yeah, that that was something I needed to remember. Um, there's actually a, a song that goes with that Bible verse, but, yeah, it, it made me mm-hmm. to, it brought it back to my mind. So I do need to just, you know, stay focused yeah. and Psalm, stay prayed up. Psalm 18. You know that that's not coincidence, right? Yeah, it's not coincidence. I already knew what it was before he got to read. Really? Amen. (laughs) All right. All right. Awesome. Well, we hope to hear good news. Yes. Good news. All right. Is there anything else you want to to, uh, pray about or anything you want to say? No, ma'am, I feel already lighter, and I know that I can't give up. So I just, you know, no matter how rough it feels sometimes, I just have to keep pressing Mm -hmm. forward. 
And that gave me some encouragement with both. Amen, amen, amen. I'm glad you you got encouraged tonight. So we're I know we're going to hear good things. Praise God. No. All right, Shavanda. I'm glad you called in. God bless you, dear. Be blessed. Be blessed. You too. All right. Bye bye. All right. Three zero three five one seven. Your name and where you're from. Veronica from Colorado. Veronica. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let me put you on mute. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Father God, for that that uh, that lioness, Father God, that that lioness, that worshiper, Father God, the one that worships the lion of Judah, the worship, the worship, the worship, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for for our sister tonight, Father God. You can't, but he can, and you know that. You can't, but he can. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know that, and you, and this is what the Lord says: to worship Him. The breakthroughs are in, in through the worship. The breakthroughs are through the worship, through the worship. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Even the things that you see in the people that you minister to, sometimes it's heavy duty. But God says, I am with you, and I am the one that's doing it through you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Thank you, Lord. Bless her, Father God. Increase her, Father God. She gives and she gives. Oh, Lord, you give, continue to give to her, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. There's some things that you're, you're, um, that I, I sense that the Lord is breaking through in within you and uh, allowing you to understand. There are certain things that you've always seen, but you couldn't understand it. But now that you're, you're seeing it in a different light, it's almost as if, um, it just uh, released you to go further. It's almost like your wrist was in a chain and was holding you back from from moving forward. And, and I see you, um, that chain breaking. I see that chain breaking. And you being freed to do what you've always known. You, it's almost like you were, you knew about certain things but you didn't know exactly there was a piece of, of the missing puzzle that wouldn't allow you to see the whole picture. And I, I'm sensing that God is allowing you to see that now. And it's almost like it's releasing you <laughs> to, oh, that's what it was all about. All right. <laughs> that's what you were waiting for. 
So I thank you, Father God, for that clarity, that opening her her um, her eyes to see. I thank you, Father God, for giving her the missing piece of the puzzle. So we thank you, Lord, for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. All right. Let me make sure I'm pressing the right number. All right. Hey, Veronica, it's been a while. How are you? <laughs> I'm getting recovery. I just um, got in an accident um, yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, I had 18 stitches in my head, and um, oh my goodness. it does it does hurt a little bit, but um, the pain is making me <laughs> be released. A little woozy. So it's a good thing. Uh, all things work together for good. Yes. Uh, Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for a rapid rapid recovery, Father God, that the healing in her body will take place fast, that um, her immune system will be strong, Father God, that you strengthen her immune system, that you touch her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for protecting her and keeping her safe, Father, in the name of Jesus, that what the enemy meant for evil, it did not prosper. So we thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for her life. I thank you, Lord. I pray that you protect her, her family, Father God, and for whatever attacks, Father God. There was something that you came upon, I sense, and the enemy was mad. But So I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against her in judgment shall be proven to be in the wrong. I thank you, Lord, for that love, that protection, for the hedge of protection in Jesus' name over her. Thank you, Lord. Bring healing, rapid healing, and that there be no scars left, that there be no scars whatsoever in Jesus' name. I don't know what's going on. Everybody's having accidents. I mean, I've been, my son had an awful accident. He died mm-hmm. in his accident, and, and um, I, he had several surgeries. He's better now, but he's well, healing really fast. He's healing fast. Yes. He's healing fast. So I, I, I sympathize with you. I understand how you must be feeling. And it's, and the head is kind of hard, you know. Um, you probably can't see light, right? It bothers your head? It bothers me. The, uh, the sunlight? The, uh, no, it bothers me the stuff of people. I want to say the real deal. It bothers me the demons. I say I can't help fight them right now <laughs> I can't but I will as soon as I get recovery it's like the noises the the things they moved I can't but um I know God allow it but it's gonna get better so it's gonna get better mm-hmm. yeah it'll be around just... you hit your head you hit your head yeah. so light may bother you you may be nauseous at times you may not want to eat, but you got to force yourself to have something in your stomach. Um, uh, there is a thing, once it dries out, there's a thing called bio oil, and you put that on your forehead or, you know, where it, once it dries out, and that heals it fast. Also, castor oil is also a good thing to put on your scars. Mm-hmm. And it does, uh, just okay. last week, Miss Angie talked about castor oil says that, that within a month you'll notice the difference. But while it's Thank still you. open, uh, let it dry out. 
let it dry out first. Um, but bio oil and castor oil, that helps with the scarring. Um, yeah. Castor oil is actually good for the hair, too. So, um, wow, that, those are a lot of stitches, girl. I know. I, I got tormented, but you were saying that God is doing the work. I'm not doing anything. And I, I feel like um, I want to continue, but I have to slow down. And um, I got to take care of me. And, um, yeah. And my, my, my children everybody for now. Yeah, my children, let them step it up, Veronica. You don't have to do everything. This is how they learn in, in places of emergency. That's where you, you realize, they realize that they need to step it up. And that's where you're going to realize all they know. <laughs> you go, oh, mm-hmm. so you knew how to do all this. And you made mm-hmm. me do this all this time? <laughs> So let them. I am, it's okay. I am. Yeah, just let them. They'll, yeah, they'll be fine. My, my, my daughter, my youngest baby daughter, she said, Mom, you have a small wound, and I believed her. And when um, they came in, they put me 18 times. I told my daughter, why you told me it was a small wound? She <laughs> said, I had it up there, Mom. I had it up there because I know you can't see blah, you can't hear bad news like that. And I was like, oh, my Aww. God, you're brave. Yeah. Oh, she was trying to protect you. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So let them take care of you. You'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. How old is she? 20. Oh, that's your youngest? Yeah. Okay. They can take care of the house. You relax, girl. Now you got a reason to not do anything. <laughs> Don't do nothing. Keep extending it. Oh, no, I need another month. <laughs> Let them do it. Let them do it. They're old enough to, to, to carry the house. It'll be good for them, and it'll be good for you. Spend time in worship. You know, praise the Lord. Have that worship going through. I mean, prayer is awesome. I'm telling you, and you're going to notice things going fast, but when you hit your head like that, you get nauseous, you may have sensitivity to light, you may even get angry a little. Um, Your moods may change, but we rebuke that and anything that may come against you in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Father God, that she will not have sensitivity to the light, that she will be, Father God, fine, that there will be no uh, swelling, that Father God, that that uh, mm-hmm. that everything will be back to normal in Jesus' name. But allow her to rest and to take this time, Father God, to rest not only in her body but rest in you. Allow her family, Father God, to step it up and to help the, help her, Father God, in Jesus' name. So, uh, Veronica, whether you feel good or not, don't let them know. <laughs> no, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> because that way you can take your time to, to, to heal and rest. Thank you very much. Yeah. Let them take care of you. Let them take Thank care you. of you. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Is there I'm anything else you want prayer for? No, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right. All right, girl. Thank you. Well, God bless you. Bless you. Uh, call us God and let you. us know how you're doing, okay? Thank you so much. Okay. All right. God bless you.
All right. Thank you. All right. I have callers on the line, but um, nobody's raising their hand. So I'm going to play a song, and if you need ministry tonight, um, you're more than welcome. I'm going to play a song. If not, I'll come back, and I'll close the show. Give me one moment. Um, With the wanderer, he is 
Good night.